What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You know, I'm your host, Dante, and I got my brothers Jay and Sir Derek. And today we're going to be discussing domestic violence, domestic violence and the importance of discussing it. So um, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Hey, man, what's going on, man? I'm doing good right here. I can't complain. What's going on, my brothers? Everything is, you know, nice and smooth this way. Yes, sir. That's what's up. That is what's up. So I I wanted to have this conversation. Um, First of all, that's the part of this podcast. You know, we wanted to bring conversations uh, to our audience uh, that we don't normally have, maybe get some different perspectives. And kind of what really kind of got me this, this past week was I had a few conversations with just random, random people and um, domestic violence came up, you know, their life and some of the things that they had to deal with. Um, just give you guys a little bit of a background, some contents, uh, context. Um, I met a lady, stranger. Uh, I literally asked her her name. And uh, from there, it got to... Um, maybe some of her experiences in, in, in domestic violence and some of the things that she had to deal with. Um, and it kind of got me thinking. It kind of got me thinking about my experience, how I grew up. Uh, my mother, for those who knows me, my mother, she is a victim of domestic violence. Uh, my entire childhood was spent uh, protecting my mom from the time I was 13 all the way up until I left the house. Um, one of the things that my, my father and my stepdad used to always tell me, um, was to protect my mom, make sure my mom's okay. Um, even after she left him and that was something that I lived by, you know, even at, at a young age. So two, three o'clock in the morning, you, you hear things getting thrown, you hear, uh, glass breaking. Um, I immediately, you know, grab something, run downstairs, stand in front of my mom just to protect her. Um, and that was kind of my life. So what that story that the lady shared with me kind of had me thinking, had me wondering, like, all right, what do we do? How do we uh, approach a subject like this? How do we talk about a subject like this? Because, first of all, men do not need to put putting their hands on women at all. I don't think there's a sport for it. I don't think there's any um, reason why that should actually happen, you know, regardless of what's going on. So uh, I wanted to get you guys uh you know, thought process with it, and we just have the discussion like we always do. So, we want to go first. Man, I, I will 100% agree with you on that. Um, domestic violence against women, men putting their hands on women, it shouldn't be a sport. It should be something that shouldn't be tolerated. And it's definitely something I know in the black community that we don't discuss, we don't talk about. I mean, if we really look at it, I think we all have seen someone or knew someone that where that situation really just was happening. And it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? And I just, it's really a crazy situation. So. It is. Think, it Jay? is. So why why do you think, I don't know. All right. We can go ahead and let, go ahead, Jay. My bad. Oh, uh, yeah. I, <clears throat> I uh, definitely hands down agree with. With uh, with, with uh, everything both of y'all said too, um, you know, um, men are just um, naturally more physically stronger than women. You know, that's just something. You know, you you put your hands on a woman, hitting a woman, it's just like one of the most punkest things you could do. You know, I mean, I, I, I you know, I I don't stand for it. You know, it's something that boils my skin. 
you know, um, it's something that I, I, I wouldn't get into at all. If I see anybody, even for the family, if I see, you know, one of my family members get into it, little brothers get into it like that, yeah, they, they would, they would get, I, I wouldn't deal with that either with them, you know, for them either. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it is an issue in America, you know, well, it is an issue across the world, but we'll just focus with America. It is definitely an issue here that is not taken seriously enough, and it needs to be. Because there are a lot of people who are suffering in silence because they feel they can't say anything because no one cares. Um, question. Yeah. Question yeah. on that. Is it, I believe some people care, but well, is it they don't have the proof, or is it someone, the well, one who is the, the abuser, does he have the power well, here's the thing. I won't say that nobody cares because I mean, of course, you know, you know, there are people who care. Um, I just think, you know, I just think here, you know, in America, especially, we're so male dominant with everything that uh, a lot of times when women speak, a lot of a lot of men don't take it serious. And just to just to go on the other side a little bit, sometimes women lie. <laughs> and that kind of dilutes. I mean, it kind of messes it up for the women who do tell the truth. Now, the problem I have with that is that shouldn't really matter because people lie about everything. <laughs> and now nah, you're right on that one. You know what I mean? That's, Pe- I mean, people, if we're gonna say all oh, people, women lie on one thing, right? Right. Pe- <laughs> you lie on everything else, right? So. <laughs> pe- right. Pe- people lie about everything, so yeah. I don't think that should be a reason for people to turn a blind eye. I just think that's people use that as an excuse to turn a blind eye because, you know, like like I said, we're like a male-dominated country, and it's just yeah. that you know some people just don't care to hear what women have to say or care what they're going through. So I'm no. so I'm gonna give you guys a stat since the since the pandemic kicked off, domestic violence calls are up twenty percent. Mm. Up twenty percent since Sheesh. since that, and that's just what's been reported. I think, I mean, just the calls. Like I'm sure domestic violence has probably went up higher, right. but just the reported calls is twenty percent. So I'll pose this question to y'all. Mm-hmm. Is this is domestic violence is that a mental health issue? Is 100%. that yeah, definitely. Is that coming from definitely because that's just somebody who can't control their emotions. Exactly. You know? exactly. Or, or are they or, feel like or, or they or I'll pose this other question. Are they repeating a cycle that they seen? All right. So let me let me go with this one first. Okay. Let me let me take this one. So I do think it's a mental health issue. I think um, if you think that it's okay um, in your head to do uh, those things um, out of anger, out of frustration, out of just um, you feel like you have the power to do it, so I'm just going to do it, uh, that's a mental health issue. Right. You know what I mean? That's um, narcissism. That's, um, you know, alpha male mindset. That's, um, I mean, that's some serial killer type stuff. Right. Without the killing, you know, part because if you feel like you can just do that whenever you want to, um, 
I feel like you got some some screws that's probably loose in your head. Right. You know what I mean? And right. Like I mentioned before, uh, I seen it. I seen it my whole teenage years. Those years where it's like, okay, I seen this. This is okay. Maybe I should adopt that. And I'm so far away from that just based off my experience with it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't even want a relationship where it gets that bad. You know what I mean? It gets to the point where it's like fist fighting and and, and things are getting thrown. Like that shit puts me into like a PTSD mode when I just want to just sit back and just take a step back and just just stop talking. Just shut all the way down right. just because I don't want to be anywhere near close to what I see. And, um, but I do understand that for some people, uh, it is one of those things where, okay, I see my dad do it and, you know, I respect my dad. My dad is a great guy and he sees his dad does it. And it's like, okay, this is just what men do. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you start seeing that those, uh, those young ages where it's just like, oh, they're impressionable. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is okay. Now mom's happy with him. Now mom's like loving it and, and they're just fine. Like it, it, it kind of has to screw a kid up when they see the fight and then the next two days they see the lovey-dovey part. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, like it's okay as long as they're still doing the lovey-dovey part. Right. He can beat the crap out of mom and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's at that point, that's when it starts getting like – it, it starts going down in generations. Like, then it starts like, oh, I'm going to pass this along. Like, no, this ain't supposed to be passed mm-hmm. along. This wasn't even supposed to happen in the first place. So, to answer your question, yes, I do think it's a mental health issue. And no, like, I, I really do believe if if it is something that is groomed, it had to be groomed in the kid. You know what I mean? Behaviors like that are all learned. It, it's not passed down through blood and genes or anything like that. So, if it's learned, it's based off the father or whoever's doing the violence, basically showing the kid that it's okay because I still love mom. You know what I mean? Like it's okay because I still love dad. You know, if a woman's beating the crap out of out of dude too, because I'm sure those happen as well. Right. What do you think, Jay? Just for, could you say that a question again? Because I, so I started thinking it, about so many things was going through my head just now, man. <laughs> the mental. The first one was, do you think it's a mental health, okay, mental health right. issue? And then the second part of that question was, do you do you think with that repeating that cycle, can they can people step away from that cycle, or is it something that they learned? Okay. Um... <laughs> I do think it can it, it can be a combination, obviously. You know, even if you okay, let's say you grew up around it and you saw and you saw domestic violence between your parents and your father beating your uh, beating your mom or your mom beating your dad. <laughs> However, it goes. I think that can develop mental illness. Okay, now there are some people who are just crazy. They they were never around it, never had that happen in their family, and they still do it anyway. They're just straight up mentally ill. They just already have a problem, and if, if they weren't beating their wife, they'll be doing something else valid. Okay, <clears throat> can they can can you grow out of it? I definitely think you can. Well, I won't say grow out of it, 
but can you can you get yourself to stop being that way? Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, some people are used to certain things. Let, you know, let, let's say someone saw it growing up and they think that that's okay. You know, it's it's never okay. It's not okay, but that may be all they know. And that's the way that they know love. Okay, you know, I, I'm going to argue with her. I'm going to hit her, chug her up, whatever. And then tomorrow we'll be happy. Yeah. But yeah. that's not that's not cool. That's that's very, very toxic. But there are some people who that's that's what they know. And they need to be shown something different. And sometimes when they get shown something different, it may spark something in their head. And they're like, wow, what I was doing was definitely crazy and was not right. <laughs> you know, because there are some people who believe that's right. You know, at a at um one point in this country in this country men were allowed to beat their wives like it, it was okay like that was part of part of being married is if your wife is out of line quote unquote out of line <laughs> you can just beat her and it was okay so i think some of those things still get passed down the same way some things get passed down as as you know, as small as as uh, recipes, and you know, or or as as big as slavery. You know what I mean. So, some of those things can get get passed down, and it and it comes across as regular. It's for for uh you know a, a bunch of people they think it's regular, but it's not. But um, just to answer the question, yes, I think it's mental illness. Yes, I think it can be developed or it can already be there. And yes, I do think that you can be trained or taught a different way so that you don't continue your ways of being violent with your partner. I I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, because I think it's just, I never seen it. It never happened in my home, but I knew plenty of people around me that was going through that. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I, I can use E, for example, like she went through, you know, domestic violence in her home, severe domestic violence, right. where it, it, you know, it made her want to become an advocate for domestic violence, uh, victims, survivors, um, people love it or people trying to transition through it. Right. And the first thing that when we had me and her have this conversation, she was like, the first thing that you got to do is be able to trust yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's trust yourself. That's true. And that's the, I think that's one of the hardest things I think that people have in, in those type of situations for a lot of people that I've had discussions with about that domestic violence. Now, like, quick, dude, quick, uh, a, a quick question. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but, uh-huh. but for the people who may not understand when you say trust yourself, what, what uh, do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, like, you know it's wrong. Right. And you're trying to trust yourself to make decisions. Okay. As far as, like, who I may be with again. Because people who be in situations like that from everyone that I've had conversations with, like, the hardest part for them is trusting the next person that they're with. Okay. And being able to be open and vulnerable to have a relationship and get close to someone because they're afraid of the trauma that that's, that's happened to them. Okay. Definitely makes sense. So 
that's you know we we had that we were having that conversation and you know what I mean I think it's a touchy situation you know what I mean because everybody wants to feel loved and wanted and accepted and have someone to spend their life with you know what I mean whatever the situation is but like what do we do as people who see it like how do we step in like how would you guys step in if you if you seen that from your neighbor or a brother or cousin, um, a coworker, like how would you address that issue? Like, would you show support? Would you walk away? Because like, like I can honestly say, I knew people who was going up the side of their girlfriend or, or, or wife or whatever the case may be when I was a younger kid. And it was just like, oh, that's just the normal. That's how people tried to pass it off. But like mm-hmm. in growing up, I'm I'm seeing certain things and learning and I'm like, that's not right. Like, yeah. am I trying to control the situation? Am I trying to, you know, show my dominance because I can whoop you up? Or like, so how do how do we as men, you know, say something and feel comfortable in saying something without like somebody's like, oh man, you just a whatever you're trying to save somebody when realistically i think that's the right thing to do yeah yeah i mean i'm with you mm-hmm. i mean it's my goodness like i want to i'm gonna give you a quick story so and then I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question so like i was i think i was 18 years old i was off on my own and um, i was in, living in a nice apartment i got out of the hood i mean once i got 18 like i it was my goal to get out of the get away from what I grew up with. So I went out in the suburbs, you know, up in Georgesville. I think that's what it's called, Georgesville, up in Columbus. And um, I was chilling. Like, it was it was a cool day. I was off of work. I was working at a gas station, off of work. And then I just hear, like, a commotion going on outside. So I get up, I look out the window, and then across from my apartment, which is, like, four floors high, you get, like, obviously the parking space in the middle, and then you got the building across. So we're all on the same level, but you can see their door. So when you walk out the door, you can kind of see everyone. This dude was beating the shit out of his his girlfriend, his wife. I'm, I'm not even really sure what happened or, or, like, what their relationship was. And me, like, coming from the environment of protecting a woman, you know what I mean? Like, you would think it was it would be automatic for me to jump in and help and and, and kind of lend a hand. Right. But honestly, I froze. I legit froze. And I wasn't able to, like, do anything about it. And I felt bad for weeks, weeks about right. it. Because I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I seen this happen. And I never I never stepped up and I never stopped, like, what was taking part. At least reasoning with the guy, fighting with the guy, whatever. Right. Like, I never did any of that stuff. Um and ultimately, like what was going on in the back of my head was, I don't know if that dude has a gun on him. Or yeah, not. that's that's like, the thing right there. That, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if me stepping in trying to protect her will end up taking my right. life. You know what I mean? And I, I'm sure we can look into statistics and stuff like that. I, and, I, think I mean, I know it's bad to look about it and it's bad to think about that part, like thinking of like self reservation and stuff like that or preservation. And um. But literally, that was my thought. So if I was if I was to see it today, I don't know how I would react. 
Now, if I'm armed because I I keep I I'm always armed, then I may I may just step in no matter the size, no matter the dude, no matter what was going on. Uh, but if I'm naked, you know, I don't know because I could be the next victim. And uh, knowing what I know about domestic violence and those type of relationships, unless she's ready to walk away, she may just go back. And then I, I'll think about that, too. So all that will actually go through my head in a split second. I know what's right. I know what I need to do. I know what I should do as a man and as someone who should be protecting women. You know what I mean? What will I do? I don't know. Yeah, you uh, you know what I definitely did of that too. Like, it, it it all depends on the situation because there are so many different outcomes for it, and there's so many situations that go with if you saw a woman getting beat, which I have seen that too. I remember um I remember uh, I was in I was in high school still, and it was about six of us. We were walking home from playing basketball it was it was dark out and uh we stopped at dairy queen to get something to eat and we're all sad we're just eating our ice cream whatever and we hear we hear this, this guy screaming and hollering we hear this we hear this this lady screaming and hollering back so um <clears throat> we um you know we started to look and see what was going on and they're uh they're, they're not too far from us but they're at a bus stop and they're, and they're just arguing you know maggie we're maybe 16, you know, we're just kids, 17, so we're looking, we're, at first we're laughing because they're just arguing. So then, you know, they're getting louder and louder, he's getting more and more aggressive, it sounds like, so now we're, we, you know, we kind of focus in, like, hold on, man, it's not kind of crazy up there, so, so now we're looking, and, you know, he, he hauls off and hits her, and he knocks her out, like, like, we see this, like, we see him knock her out, right? Now, there were six of us, about six or seven of us, we 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 ran up there, you know what I mean. We we just ran up there, but um, you know the guy ran away. We ended up calling the police, and they came. The ambulance came, got her. The guy ran, but even with that though, like we that that could have turned out differently too. He he could have had a gun and just started shooting in the crowd and, and killed one of us or a couple of us. And then even with that, we don't know what happened after that. So like. You know, at that moment, we might have saved her from more damage, but did she go back? I don't know. And that's the part that sucks because a lot of times when, especially women, when they're being beat, they are scared to leave. You know, they're scared to leave. But they are. Yeah. as a man, um, See, and, and I kind of hate to say, like, as a man, because sometimes people take that as well. As a man, it should always be the most macho thing you should do. Like, no matter what's going on, you should go over there and, and save her. Like, but just just like you said, Dante, if if you if you don't have a firearm or, or a weapon, and you go up there, you know, thinking you're you know you're stopping the situation, which you may stop at that moment. But what if he has a gun? He's going crazy. His emotions are going all over the place. You know what I mean? He doesn't care anything at the moment. He hauls off and kills you. And mm-hmm. now you're gone. And then it would be even worse. It's like she stayed with this man. Like, oh, like wow. <laughs> like a person, a person, you know, a person gave their life for you. And you're still going to go visit. The, you're still, you know, doing jail visits and all that stuff. Like, man, that's crazy. But um, 
I'll just say as a decent human being, um, you probably should, I mean, you probably should do something. What that something is, I don't know. And I can understand where you're coming from, too, Dante. Like, to see it, it's shocking, too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, it, I can definitely, yeah, like, I, I can definitely <laughs> understand freezing at the moment. Like, what, what? Like, this is really happening? Like, he's really doing this? And then all the all these things are going through your head. He might have a gun. He might not. Uh, you know what I mean? Should I call the cops? Should I not call the cops? I mean, you can call the cops, and she could be like, and bail him out. And then I, he's back home. And then, you know what I mean? So, what you should do, man? I, that that that's a tough question. That that's a tough question. Maybe you can catch her alone, and and uh, try to talk to her alone, and like you know try to let her know that there's ways to get up out of that. You know what I mean? Like, there's 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 hotlines. There's, you know, another thing like PFAs and all that stuff. But those don't really, if, if a person wants to get you, that paper is not going to do anything. But, um, but yeah, there, but, but there are ways to get away from things like that. And, um, and yeah, I would think that maybe that, that could be something that you could do. Maybe catch her alone and like, hey, I saw it happen last night. I'm not trying to be in your business, but I just want you to know, like, here goes this hotline number or here goes something that can help you possibly. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, it's it's up to the victim. Ultimately. True. So, it is. So it, it's, it's kind of hard to say, like, what you should do. <laughs> yeah. But as, as far as, so I'll pose this because, like, Here's the here here's I'm looking there here's the will. So like when we're talking about this domestic violence, like it's th- like it happens under these certain things. Okay. Is it is it threats, intimidation, emotional abuse, isolation, minimizing, denying and blaming, using the children and economic abuse. And 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 the last one is just male privilege. I'm just gonna treat you like a servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, in in this in this little circle of thing, which is which is a power and control thing, you know what I mean? It's it's a power and control thing that w- when when you break it down, it all comes back to I have power over someone. Right. And one of the things that happens is people get isolated. That's one of the mm. biggest things that isolation happens and people don't really see it because people are having day-to-day lives. People are of the hustle and bustle and grind of their own life, taking care of their own family and going to work or whatever the case may be. And you just, people just get busy and forget to check up on people. And I think that's one, one way that some of this stuff gets swept under the rug and people don't notice is because that your day-to-day life just takes you away from being present in certain some maybe being present in someone else's life mm-hmm. or a, a situation. And like I, I've never been someone who that's happened to. So I don't I don't I can't rationalize the thinking. I don't because it's easy for me to say, hey, I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why you do it or why you stay. But like that's not necessarily for us to judge because it could be a multitude of things that can right. happen. Like, like, are you going to stay? Do you stay because you have kids and you're trying to protect your kids? 
the best way you can and that's all you know because you could just stay because you're trying to do the best thing that you can to survive. Mm-hmm. And to someone who's not in that situation, it may sound crazy as hell and you don't understand it. Yeah. But like, and I think that's where people don't have these conversations because people don't lack, because people feel judged. They feel like I don't have anybody who's going to be empathetic to my situation. They're just going to be like, well, well, girl, you should just leave. Yeah. Or, what, the, what, what the, like, but you don't understand you don't understand what their day to day life yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's like, not always that simple. I mean, you could say, just leave, yeah. but where's she going? Yeah, where's she going? Right. Does she have somewhere to live? Does she have some family that's going to help her get to the next right. step? Or, like, because we all know, like you said, you, you can have, you know, personal protection orders and all that type of stuff. Like, does that really, does that really help? Nope. No. What is it, a thousand right. feet? <laughs> You can shoot a thousand right. feet. Like, right. like honestly, my mom in a hundred yards. Bringing, no, I mean, I, I, let me correct that. Sorry, cut you off, Dante. It ain't even a thousand. It's a hundred yards. That's a football wow. field. Yeah. Like, I just got to stay a hundred yards away from you. A, a football field. Wow. Like, what is that going to do? Like, that does nothing. So, the, I mean, I mean, that was, that was the kind of like the, I was thinking. That was kind of question I pulled out. No, 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 no. That was a good one. And then I just huh? feel like sometimes it's uh, yeah, and um, yeah, and um, I just feel like sometimes it's when you think about it, like when you when you think about it, it's not always they're in the vulnerable state. You know right. what I mean? Like it's not always where oh she's dependent on him for financial right, right, right. like that. Like my mom's relationship with the guy that was doing this to her. It was, she always had her own spot. He used to come over. Wow. And then it was his spot. Right. You know what I mean? But then when he would leave, it was her, it was her place. Like, it was always mm-hmm. her place. She paid all the bills, took care of everything. And, like, she made sure that her kids and everything, everyone had a house and a place to come to. You know right. what I mean? But it, it didn't stop him from coming right. over. And it also didn't stop from when those things got real crazy. Uh, for it not to happen in the house. Exactly. And what was real crazy is I I see my mom get shot at by this same Wow. Guy. Like, yeah, shot wow. at. And and it was the weirdest, craziest story ever. Because I was it was me, my cousin, and then two two girls. We were like sixteen at the time. My mom was working third wow. shifts. And she was working third shifts, she was doing double, she was doing what you're right. doing, Jay. And just to take care of her kids and stuff. And we didn't want or need for anything. Oh, we wanted right. for everything, but we didn't need right. for anything. And uh, we end up, me and my cousin, <laughs> end up having like a, a party, just us four. And it was still going on by the time mom got okay. back in the morning. <laughs> mom was cool with it. About it. Like, I would have been yeah. like, hey, mom, I have, I have such and such over. She'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to bed. Shut up. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? At that point, like me and mom, I mean, we're only 15 years different. So we we were like a team at that point. You know what I mean? And um, we're almost like brothers and sisters when it came down right. to it. But she came home. She came home from that, that third shift, pulled up. And then I don't know why I looked out the window. But I looked at the window, seen her back in because she was always back in. I wasn't worried that mom was home. 
wasn't like, oh, shoot, mom's home. You know, cover the stuff up or whatever. And then I see this dude, black hoodie, everything. And then I just start seeing muzzle flashes. My mom was on it. She pulled out of that parking spot, burnt out of there. And I didn't know what was right. going on. I grabbed the dumbbell. I grabbed, I grabbed whatever I had to grab. I ran outside thinking like, okay, I'm about to go fight this guy with a stick and he has a yeah. gun. But that's what I did. And then next thing you know, he was gone, which is thank God he was gone because, you know, I wouldn't yeah, be here. Been tragic. And I didn't know what happened because the way our projects was, you went up the hill, you can't really see. The car wasn't there. So, you know, call the cops, do everything I had to do with that whole thing. And I see the car later on. He shot out the back window. Like, wow. it literally bounced around in that car. And it was without the grace of God that my mom was wow, like, man. you know, she didn't get hit or anything. But the kicker to this thing, she has her own house. She has her own money. She's working third. She was taking care of her kids without him. She didn't right. need that from him. She didn't need the financial gains or any of that from him. You know what I mean? And he didn't really need it from her. So it wasn't one of those type things either because he was a drug dealer. He was doing his right. thing. Right? That emotional relationship is a mind. It's it's crazy because three years later, she goes back to the guy. Man. And I, I go visit mom and they're hugged up in the bed. And to me, it's like she's going to do how she's going to do. She's going to live how she's going to live. I love my mom. I protect my mom. I will kill for my mom. Right. But there's no way that I can continue to let this control my right. life. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like that dynamic is is really crazy when you think about it because it's like Derek said. It's not only financial gain. It's that manipulation, uh, that manipulation, or manipulation, and then you know just being powerful but it's also that that emotional relationship like there's something in that relationship where it's like this is my one person and i'm gonna deal with whatever i have to deal with to be with my one person like that true love feeling and i i don't know i just don't i don't feel like my mom knew she was worthy way more than just what that was but but in saying all that bro i'm a i'm a i'm a phrase this i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this and, and you know, and, and having these conversations with E, because it, it's something that we openly talk about. Like it, you know what I mean? Is 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 very open to have these con- we have these conversations. So in saying that, like, I don't think it just starts off as the manipulating part. You know what I mean? It starts off with loving and 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 caring and being attentive and and trying to cherish you because it it's a gift. I don't want to say it's a game, but it's it's a game. Like I don't know a better word for it, but it's I'm building you up so when I snap, you're gonna hope that someday I can go back to the person that you fell in love with and not the person that I'm showing you who I am now. Like that if that makes sense. Because you've seen the emotional, vulnerable side of that person, but you never seen the bad, the dark side of that person. And so when you see that, they see that dark side, they're like, oh, but I can get them back to the light because we've had so many good times where he was this and this, or she was this and this and this and this. And Mm -hmm. then that's where 
you start to see the manipulation comes. You start to see, oh, if we have kids together, that's why I'm going to use the kids because I know that's your heartstring and you care about them. And the honeymoon phases. Yes, the honeymoon syndrome. You, You feel like you can get back to that first three months or first six months or first year of a relationship where everything seems like it's good or it's the, you know, the I'm showering you with love and affection and trying to show you that I'm not this demon. Yeah, that that uh, makes a bunch of sense, you know, like... I mean, I even, I even think, you know, just thinking about it, it, it even causes mental illness within the victim as well. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you because I'm not going to sit here and say, um, you know, my mom didn't have any like mental, you know, illnesses or anything right. like that after all this stuff right. happened. But, you know, you know, a black oh, yeah. mother, like she going to soldier on and right. she going you know what I mean? And my mom died at 42 years old, and it wasn't on some domestic violence stuff. No. But, man, I swear, I feel like if she didn't have to deal with the tough life that she had to deal with, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have ended up in, like, I, I truly feel like, I don't feel like we would have lost her so early right. in life. Right. You know what I mean? If her life wasn't so hard every single day. Yeah, it was just day. stress, 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 you know stress. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stress. Literally, I mean, I, stress is a stress is is a top killer too. You know, like I mean, that that affects everything in your body. Oh my goodness, everything! Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I've been doing, you know, not to get off this subject, but my my, my meditation. Right. And since I've been doing that, like everything seems to fall off. I have so many things that's going on. It's just like it doesn't matter. Just trusting mm-hmm. God and keep going. Exactly. You know what I mean. So my question for for you guys is like, how do we teach our kids? Because they're gonna see domestic violence, whether if they're gonna see it in the house, are they gonna see it on TV, are they gonna see it like wherever they see it? Like, how do we teach them um, that this isn't okay? Because we can't we can't always just expect it expect them to right. know that. You know what I'm for, saying? First thing I think we, we you have to actually just <clears throat> excuse me. First thing is you have to show them. You know, kids True. kids usually learn better when they can actually see something happening. You know what I mean? Because especially when you're um, going over good and bad, you know, I think it's better. To, I think it's a good thing to give them good examples of how to treat your partner. You know, I yeah. think that goes a long way because I was reading a stat where it said, uh, you know, boys who witness domestic violence are two times as likely to abuse their own partners. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I fight every single day. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. that right there lets you know they learn from what they see. Also, yeah. along with that, though, you need to tell them the truth. You need to be open and talk to them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't understand uh, kids are too young to hear this and hear that. No, I don't believe that because mm-hmm. kids are like a blank muse and they they don't know, yeah. you know, they only know what they know. And if you're open with your kids and tell them stuff at an early age, I think it helps it stick better, too. 
you know. So going along with <clears throat> explaining to them what things are that can come about in life and explaining to them how they should be dealt with and also showing by example can definitely help, you know, for when they turn to adults because, you know, kids turn to adults. And I always say whatever a kid is, is when they're a kid, it's what they're going to be when they grow up. So if you are letting your kid be violent, they're going to grow up and be a violent adult. If you're having them around, they're going to grow up making buildings. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, if you have nothing but violence around them, they're going to grow up and be violent. I mean, that that's just, I mean, I'm going to say all the time, but more than likely they're going to be that way. So my main thing is showing them how to be and being open and telling them, what's wrong and what's right. I mean, I agree with you, Jay. With um, Kids are little muses. They're definitely little sponges. Like, they see, just because we think that they're not paying attention, they are. They see the little things they <laughs> right. do. They're, they're, they're definitely paying right. attention to the way we treat, you know, our, our spouses. Right. Or, you know, someone that we're in a relationship with. Like, we, they see how we treat you know, other right. people like they may not say nothing because you, you know, it'd be like, hey, boy, sit there and don't say nothing. <laughs> sit there in right. silence. But they're right. watching. They're, they're watching. Yeah, that's like, like I could be pretty sarcastic at times. Right. <clears throat> and it's funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that my son is becoming sarcastic and it's but he does it at the wrong moments. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I have to step back and say, OK, he learned that from me. But mm-hmm. I'll get all mad sometimes. I'm like, stop doing that. It's, it's, it's not the right time. He doesn't know when the right time is. He just hears me doing it. He thinks it's funny. So, like, okay, my, my dad does it, so I'm going to do it. But it's like, but he doesn't understand when it's okay and when it's not. But those are the things that I'm saying. Like, that's a perfect example of kids learning from what you do. <laughs> true. true. And true, so, true. I mean, I think. I mean, I think one way we get over it is just being open and having the conversation, yep. man. Like, it has to be something that's like it can't be taboo nope. anymore. It it just it it just nope. can't be. Like, people's lives are at risk by people not having these types of conversations. Exactly. Like, little kids are live lives are at risk. Like, like you you hear all the time where a man or a woman loses their complete and utter shit and kills everybody in the yep. house. And we, and people were like, well, we just didn't see it. Well, we didn't see it because we're not paying attention and we're not having these conversations. Like, you got to have these conversations. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're you're mm-hmm. right. <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable to have these type of conversations with people. But, like, you got to have them. You got to trust. You got to. The people you're having these conversations with, you got to trust with right. them and, and understand that you're just trying to grow with them. Right. And and be there for for them, and you, we gotta not have these conversations to make someone feel embarrassed because it's a, already a tough situation. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, you and it can't you know, it can't be any judgment. yeah, it can't be judgment. And I mean, and and, and like like you said, man, <laughs> times are different now, man. We can't we can't we can't censor ourselves or wait long to talk openly because one the world isn't censored and now we, there's access to so much things via the internet 
<laughs> you can't censor yourself anymore. That, that's why when I talk to my kids, I don't I want to be vulgar, but I just tell them the truth. Like I tell them the absolute truth and I'm open with them when I talk to them because they're one click away from finding out something the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they are literally one click away from so finding true. out so something, true. not from me, but they, they found out in the wrong way. So I'd rather you hear it from me and I tell you the right way or what it actually is. So then when you see this, you're not like, Oh, I should do it like this. No, you'll know that's wrong. You know what I mean? We have to, we have to, we, we have to now arm our children with knowledge that maybe we didn't have to have at a certain age, but we got to understand times are changing. Internet is you have access to everything. And, you know, as a parent, you have to be on top of it. So I'm going to tell you first. Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one, and man, like, I was so young when, you know, my kids were little, so I felt like, you know, my uh, kitty was teaching me as she was teaching them, (laughs) you know what I mean, like, (laughs) teaching them, like, what to do and how to do it, as she was teaching me, it's okay for a parent to just be up front with stuff like that. You know what I mean, and I think you're doing great right now with those two, the two you got right now. Thank you. Because, I mean, I couldn't even imagine raising a kid right nowadays. It's you know tough. what I mean? I do have I two, you. but I mean like a, a yeah. young kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you're like, oh yeah, like what's going on in, in Denver? Oh yeah, that's just a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, on Monday. Yeah. Someone walked up in Georgia and, and killed, you know, six eight yeah. women. I mean, even, okay, that's the world. Yeah, even, even small stuff. My my uh, my <laughs> my my uh, daughter comes to me like, "Hey, Dad, did, did you get your STEMI yet? Like my STEMI? How, how do you even know? Like what? <laughs> like I didn't know nothing about tax returns and all that when I was a kid. I didn't know when that was. Mm-hmm. Like how you come? You talking about a STEMI? Like and, and then and then saying a STEMI at that. Like I'm like, wow. All right, so th- right. Th- that just goes to show That's you, funny. and we we uh, monitor, you know, our our kids, you know, and but that just goes to show you that something can slip through the cracks. <clears throat> but I still, <laughs> I still, I still explain to her what you know what it was, and you know what I mean. Did I get it? That's not that's not any of your business, still, little kid. <laughs> but, Let me count my right, get out of here. Teach her another lesson. <laughs> yeah. Let me count my money. Don't, don't, don't you worry, Alana. I'm gonna keep taking care of you. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but still, but that's just a, a, a another prime example of many kids are hearing everything everywhere, even if it wasn't from the internet. She might have heard whenever her friends say it. So you know, so man, we we gotta be on top of it, man. That's all. Like, nowadays, all right. you have to be on top of it. I like. Oh, go ahead, D. Go ahead, uh, D. Well, I just to get it back to our topic. Like, if I see something and if I know what's going on, I really hope I have you know the guts, the 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 character. Let's say character to to step in and to do right. something, to say something. Um, because I don't want to. I don't want to have that same feeling like I had when I was back in when I was eighteen years right. old. You know what I mean? Knowing what I know now and being who I am now, like, okay, if it gets into a fight, I should be able to take care of myself. I do crop my god, I, I do combative, I, I should be able to take right. care of myself. You know what I mean? 
ultimately that woman should be protected because obviously she's she's defenseless. Right. You know what I mean? So I really do hope I have the character to um, step in at a time like that. And even if you can't step in at the situation because you may be outgunned or something like that, at least like make a call, call someone. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like we all like everybody has a phone on them at all given times right. now. So like, so let's. It's not 1986 <laughs> right. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. 1986 is like when they had the Family Violence Prevention and Response Act because of a court case that happened in Connecticut because people tried to call the police, but they couldn't. The police showed up and just watched it happen. What? And so, (laughs) so they watched it happen. So you, so this, this law is only 35 years old. Wow. It's 35 years and old. I'm, and then, I'm 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 and 35. So, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So wow. ni- 1986, the court case was Thurman versus the city of Torrington, Connecticut. So I'm saying that in, in saying this, I'm I'm saying this to say that people have phones now. You have recordings. People are recording everything or making a comment or a post on their whole entire life. And there should be no excuse anymore for you not to at least make a phone call to try to save someone's life. That's my point. And yeah. I think I I don't know what else to say after that because it's like that that law is thirty five years yeah. old. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah, I'm not even thirty five yeah. yet. I still yeah. got two more years. <laughs> like that to me, that is crazy. That that's that. that is a a, a a law that's not even that old. Like that's crazy. Like that that should have been a law. Cause like now now with that law now I have to at least arrest you. Right. At least even if I don't press even if someone doesn't press charges I at least have to arrest you and get you out of the exactly. situation. Yeah, and that will give the victim some time to think too. You know what I mean? And and some time to feel safe. If, if 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 they can, just knowing that okay, my husband, boyfriend, whatever, uh, he he can't get to me right now, you know, so that can mm-hmm. give them you know time to get away or try to figure out a plan or something. I mean, I understand there's some people who don't have the option, but for the ones that do, at least it gives them that chance to to have a chance, you know. Yeah, man. Well. I mean, with with this topic, we can probably go and go and go and go. Ultimately, uh, I know Derek got some info he wants to share with everybody. Um, just if you don't know where to go, if you're stuck and you're trying to get out of a certain situation, please reach out to have you know for help. You know what I mean? And um, you could email us if you don't know or having family family members. We'll give you guys the appropriate uh, numbers to call, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but our email is uh, the conversation kc at gmail. Uh, pretty, pretty simple. Um, so if you don't have a family member that you can call out, you can talk to, you can um, double listen. Uh, just email us, and then we'll we'll set you up with someone um, in your city. 
D got some other information he wants to share with you guys. So, man, um, like Dante said, man, he gave you guys our, our email address. And here is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. And it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's confidential. So if you're seeing something that's happening with someone that you love and care about, or if you are a victim or someone going through this situation of domestic violence, this number is 1-800-799-SAFE. So that is 1-800-799-7233. Again, those guys are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I have a couple of numbers for, you know, the areas that we are currently in. So for the Pitts, Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania area, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, and just the state of Pennsylvania, they have a domestic coalition hotline number for just that area. That number is 717-545-6400. And then the Kansas City area, so we have eight for the Kansas City area we have eight eight one six four six eight five four six three. So again, if you are in these areas, the Kansas City or the Pennsylvania area, and you're running through something like that, those are the numbers for this region, but we will have more numbers for other places. If you guys reach out to us, we can get that information. But again, the national hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Appreciate you guys. Uh, man, this is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. This is a, it's a heavy one for me as, as all the stories that you guys have already heard. Um, this is something I think about pretty often because it was it was a big part of my life at one point in time. So you know, again, if you guys need any help, uh, please reach out to somebody. Reach out to a family member. Um, by all means, reach out to us. Um, and you know, we here for you. We love you. And uh, what about you guys? You guys gonna have any closing remarks? The only thing I can say is um. Please say heed to the information that was given if you're in this situation. And also if you don't if you don't take the information that was given here, do everything you can to get yourself out of that situation because it will not get better. Uh <clears throat> do it for yourself, do it for your family, do it for your kids if you have any. But the main thing is get it get up out that situation as fast as you can. Agreed. All right, guys, I appreciate you guys rocking with us. Peace. Peace.